Hi, and welcome to Calm Cash. I'm your host, Ben Jackson. A week ago, Bitcoin crossed a $1 trillion market cap. This is a huge milestone and signals that this asset is playing in the big leagues now. Today, we'll talk about what Bitcoin at $1 trillion means, why it's important, and why it may be time to come off the sideline to make a small investment in this burgeoning asset if you haven't done so already. Lots to talk about. Let's get going. Market capitalization, or market cap for short, is a pretty important metric for valuing financial things. Assets, companies, and commodities like Bitcoin all can be quantified in market cap, which just means its total value, usually priced in dollars. For a company like, say, Apple, you can value it using market cap by taking the total shares of Apple stock and multiplying it by the stock price. This same thing can be done for Bitcoin. You take the total amount of mined coins, which basically is like the total number of outstanding shares for a stock, and multiply it by its price. When Bitcoin surpassed a little over $53,000 per coin earlier last week, Bitcoin achieved a market cap of $1 trillion. This is huge news because Bitcoin is only 12 years old, and when you cross the trillion-dollar threshold, you've become a big-time asset. This starts to get taken very seriously with institutions and investors like pension funds and sovereign wealth funds, which is just a fancy term for ways countries manage and invest their cash. In some cases, these institutions can only invest in markets and assets valued at a trillion or more dollars, meaning these behemoths of finance haven't been able yet to add Bitcoin to their balance sheet. The explosive growth in Bitcoin is pretty crazy when you zoom out. The last time we talked about Bitcoin on Calm Cash, the price was about $12,000. Now it trades four times that and has a one-year return of over 430%. Many experts believe it has more room to run over the coming months and years. Different analysts have put their targets out on the estimated price. There are targets of $100,000, $300,000, and even some investors that think it will reach $500,000 per coin in a few years. Of course, no one knows for sure, and there are skeptics on the other side of the trade that think Bitcoin will just go to zero and has no value. They compare it to the Dutch tulip mania that happened in the 1600s. If you don't know this story, it's pretty nuts. Tulips are pretty. That doesn't seem like a controversial statement. I like tulips. I've given them as gifts. Dutch people love tulips too, and they loved them so much in the 1630s that people started paying thousands of dollars in today's dollars for a single tulip bulb. No matter what year of history you're in, paying that amount of money for a flower seems pretty irrational. You've all heard of bubbles with different assets, and tulip mania in Holland was definitely a bubble, and it lasted in earnest for about five months between the end of 1636 and February of 1637, until the price of tulips crashed, bursting the bubble, and leaving many speculators broke. It's such a strange story that many people like to use it to talk about how irrational people and some asset prices can be. Critics that hate Bitcoin and don't understand its use or value like to compare it to Dutch tulip mania. But here's the thing. People in Holland freaked out over tulips for about half a year. 
Bitcoin has been an appreciating asset for 12 years, significantly longer than any other bubble in modern economic times. It just doesn't hold up as an argument. And each year, we see more and more adoption, both by people and now companies and large institutions, holding Bitcoin. Adoption and belief are growing. And these large organizations and their billions of dollars are flowing into this asset. Let's take a quick look at the companies that have made significant bets on Bitcoin. The company making the most headlines about buying Bitcoin is Tesla. In early February, they disclosed that they bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin to hold on their corporate balance sheet. Square, the payment company, bought $220 million in Bitcoin, and MicroStrategy, a publicly traded software company, now holds over $2 billion in Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Additionally, MassMutual, the insurance giant out of Boston, bought $100 million in Bitcoin for its general investment fund, and Guggenheim Investors, one of the world's largest institutional investors, announced it will buy $500 million in Bitcoin in an SEC filing, and their chief investment officer, Scott Menard, went on to say, this asset could be worth up to $400,000 per coin in the coming years. Clearly, large organizations with cash are moving into Bitcoin as an asset. But maybe most surprising of everything was the guidance by Fidelity Investments. In October of 2020, Fidelity said that investors should consider a 5% allocation of their portfolio into Bitcoin. This is Fidelity, the conservative 75-year-old Boston-based company that isn't really seen as the most innovative company on the block. But they are investing in the additional asset space, hiring a legion of analysts and traders to help their customers acquire cryptocurrencies, and specifically Bitcoin. That will boost the amount of money retail investors are putting into Bitcoin and help to keep the asset around or above $1 trillion in market cap. And this key level of $1 trillion is important because certain organizations, like I mentioned earlier, like large pension plans and wealth funds of foreign governments, the really large, really conservative investors, have investment policies that only allow the fund managers to put money into assets worth over a trillion dollars. Of course, when you take all of stocks and bonds, currencies, and then some commodities, they collectively are worth many multiples of a trillion dollars. But Bitcoin and cryptocurrency are viewed as a different asset class, and it's important that they stay above a trillion. Because if it does, you could see these mega managers scooping up coins. That would really move the price higher and enable Bitcoin to hit some of these lofty price predictions. Before we talk about how you go about buying some Bitcoin if you have interest, I think there's a really important myth or misunderstanding to clarify. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy $5 of Bitcoin. You can buy $500 of Bitcoin. Or you could buy $50,000 of Bitcoin, which would get you a little more than one coin as of right now. We've discussed this before, and it's a key aspect of the overall algorithm that is Bitcoin. The supply is fixed to 21 million total coins. But like you can now buy a fractional share of a stock, like Amazon, because the price is $3,000 per share, you can buy a fractional share of Bitcoin. Each Bitcoin can be divided into 100 million bits, which are called Satoshis or SATs for short, as an homage to the creator of Bitcoin, 
who used the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto. That means that Bitcoin has eight places to the right of the decimal point, making it really divisible, and also meaning that virtually anyone can invest and buy this asset, even if it's just a $1 investment. So if you want to invest a dollar or more, then where can you go to do that? Here are four ways you can easily buy into Bitcoin. First is on PayPal. PayPal has 286 million users, and you may be one of them. They make it tremendously easy to buy or sell Bitcoins directly using the same app that you've come to trust with your online payments. You'll pay about a 50 cent transaction fee for trades involving less than $25 of Bitcoin. And from there, PayPal uses a sliding commission scale that starts at 2.3% for trades over $25 and declines to 1.5% for trades of more than $1,000. And you won't pay a fee for holding cryptocurrency in your account and you can trade for as little as $1 at a time. Robinhood has been in the news a lot lately because of their restrictions related to GameStop a few weeks ago. We talked about that on the podcast. So yes, you can buy stocks and ETFs and other assets on Robinhood, but you can also buy Bitcoin. Like with stocks, there is no commission, and they also allow you to buy other cryptocurrencies as well. A drawback of Robinhood and PayPal is you can't move your Bitcoin off of those platforms. That means you kind of hold Bitcoin IOUs and you don't have the ability to take control of the private keys yourself or to send them to people on other platforms other than PayPal or Robinhood. And there's a saying in Bit in Bitcoin that goes, not your keys, not your coins. And the meaning there is if you don't control your own private keys, which is a feature of Bitcoin that allows for securely holding onto your investment, then you're having to trust others to secure your coins. For people holding significant amounts of Bitcoin, I'd say this is a real risk. But for a beginner looking to get started, I don't personally think that this is a significant concern. A third option is Coinbase. Coinbase is a specialized exchange for cryptocurrencies that allows you to own the currencies directly. You'll be able to trade dozens of the most popular cryptos, including Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. For extra security, Coinbase also allows you to store your coins in a vault with a time-delayed withdrawal. It does charge a spread fee of 0.5% and then adds a transaction fee that varies with the funding source and the size of the transaction. That seems a little confusing, but they always show you how much it's going to cost before you buy or sell. It takes about five minutes to set up an account with Coinbase if you have your driver's license and banking information handy. They are reputable and are actually preparing to take their company public later this year. I've used Coinbase and would generally recommend it. Lastly, Grayscale Investments is a digital currency asset manager. Two of its investment trusts, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which has a ticker symbol of GBTC, and Grayscale Ethereum Classic Trust, which is ETCG and allows you to invest in Ethereum, are publicly traded over the counter, which means you can buy them through many discount brokers like Fidelity. There are fees, and GBTC often trades at a premium, that is GBTC shares often cost a little bit more than the actual underlying Bitcoin coin, even though Bitcoin is its only holding. The thinking is that some investors are willing to pay a little bit extra to buy Bitcoin through a traditional exchange without needing to worry about wallets and storage and private keys. 
This trust now manages over $30 billion in assets and continues to be a leader for bringing institutions and adoption to the space. To see if your broker allows you to purchase this Bitcoin trust, you can enter the ticker symbol GBTC into your trade search box or call them to inquire about it. There are other sites and exchanges if these four options don't seem like a good fit. However, for the vast majority of people getting started, these are reputable, easy to execute choices to get you some Bitcoin exposure. As I've said before, I'm pretty excited about Bitcoin as an investment and cryptocurrency as an asset class. A trillion dollars is a big deal. But please remember that like all investments, there is risk and these price targets might not be hit. For me, it seems worth a small bet just in case this space continues to take off and grow. As always, you need to do your own homework and think about what's right for you and your own situation. If it seems like a good fit, buy a little bit and don't check the price for a month or two. Either way, we'll keep talking about this exciting asset and its future on Calm Cash. Please stay safe and tell some friends about the podcast if you will. I'll talk to you soon.